Wow, so we're almost there. So just another minute. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> the countdown continues as we are already live here on YouTube. But we're just counting it down the last few seconds. So Rowdy, what is the weather like over in New Zealand? It's actually not very nice today. Uh, I'm in a place called Palmerston North, which is in the central slash lower part of the North Island. And it's um, pretty average out there, but it's been it's been pretty, pretty nice here this week. And we are about a week out from winter with, you know, some pretty nice weather. So I ain't complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. All right. So we just have a couple more seconds and we are now live. Well, hello, everybody. We are live. And I am Catherine, your host of this podcast, Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions inspire positive achievements, just like Rowdy and Christopher, exceptional people rise to the challenge. And I won't be playing any music on this live show, but my podcast music, of course, is composed and performed by Chris Knoll. If you didn't already know, <laughs> he composed Elevated Intentions for the podcast, and what a perfect title. Check out Chris at chrisknoll.com. And I always spell out the name C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. My website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and of course, YouTube, where you are watching this live from Your Positive Imprint channel. Thank you for joining us today, and the format, let me quick give you a format today, is you're going to ask questions. I would love, Rawadi and Christopher would love to have questions from you, and then they're also going to chat about themselves, and they're going to present a couple of tasks to you that they use for healing and recovery in any situation, big or small. And we want to involve you, and I appreciate that you are here today, Your Positive Imprint podcast here. Your Positive Imprint, what's your PI? Well, realities are different for all of us, regardless of where we live, New Zealand, United States, Norway, Anywhere. We live in so many different places, but our realities don't matter where we live or how old we are. Our reality can change daily with how we feel or conversations that we might have. People who might cut in front of us while driving or biking or maybe health issues, loss of family. Our reality is also the big picture of whom we are and how we react to what is happening within our own minds and within our own lives. Well, May is Mental Awareness Month worldwide, certainly a month set aside for reflection and learning about ourselves and how we recover or heal from really anything that affects our mental well-being. Today's show is Imagine Infinity. Thank you, Rawadi, for that. Imagine Infinity, recovery and healing using lyrics or words. And before I introduce Rowdy and Christopher, I want to make a disclaimer. My guests are not therapists, but, and, but hopefully I will have a music therapist in the near future. But Rowdy and Christopher have so much to offer from their own experiences of mental health awareness and their use of songwriting, fabulous songwriting, and book writing, basically the use of words to help them heal and recover. So now... <laughs> 
I'll introduce the guests. My co-host today is Christopher Marciano. When I had him on the show, episode 83, he mentioned wanting to co-host a show with me, and he challenged me to also do merchandise and live shows. <laughs> well, here I am with Christopher as co-host and my second live show and merchandise the shirts. Yes. Everything. You made it happen, Catherine. <laughs> the challenge was there. So, <laughs> he is a rhythm and blues pop singer and songwriter. Christopher Marciano inspires the world to reach out to others and to be the reason. Through his emotional lyrics, he brings topics to the forefront that need to be discussed. His life experiences are shared through songs, making universal life changes. As an educator, <laughs> he uses songwriting to teach the students about the world. Christopher Marciano creates positive change through lyrics and music. And Christopher, thank you so much for helping me here with the show today as well. Oh, thank you for having me. What an introduction. <laughs> oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. I'm and so excited to be here. I am too. I'm just so thrilled. And Rowdy, I met you first. Um, uh, a long, pretty much a long time ago, and and you're episode seventy eight. And Rowdy is a storyteller and a rhythm and blues hip hop artist. His young adult novel is a horror thriller, and he believes that sharing your own story has great value. And his is Lost Boy. Rowdy is a recovering addict, yay, who took action to become useful, hopeful, and helpful. Addiction was a delusion for Rowdy where he could not imagine infinity. He is of Mari descent and he has these great, he can't show them now because it's so cold there, but he has these great moko, the tattoos, that represents his journey. Thank you. <laughs> and those mokos, which are so traditional in the Mari um, culture, represents his journey of struggles to rebirth. Rowdy James unlocked his potential and is living the version that is the best version of himself. And he now imagines infinity and he is bringing it to you. <laughs> so Rowdy and Christopher, <laughs> welcome hey. to the show. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And like Chris said, this is, if everybody was introduced into a room like that, there would be no lack of self-esteem anywhere in the world. That was beautiful. I know, Thank you I so much. I feel good right now. I feel oh. amazing right now. <laughs> you are so welcome, but you you so deserve that introduction. You have worked hard for it, and you have brought so much to the world with your own reality and your uh, mental awareness. So I want to me stop talking, and we're going to go to you. And the listeners who I know have questions regarding your life, your struggles, your recovery. So, Rowdy, we're gonna we're gonna start with you and the person that you are and how you got here. You're going to be in the hot seat. That's actually that, that's. <laughs> I, I was thinking about we talk about a task that we're going to talk about a bit later on and um i i use very simple techniques to understand my characters when i'm writing them and they're actually very similar to what you've just asked me here who who am i and why um so who am i now well i'm 34 i'm a, a, a new zealander and um you know i i market myself as as a singer songwriter 
novelist and I've done a bit of acting and, and, and that sort of stuff. So uh, in a roundabout way, I, I, I use storytelling as, as my, it's just easier rather than a, a whole line of, of descriptors, but I'm a storyteller. Um, on a, that's more in a professional sense. In a personal sense, you know, before any of that, I was an addict and an alcoholic. And I think it's a nice, humble way for me to put things into perspective, whether I'm having a good day or whether I'm having a terrible day, you know. Um, and the fact that I, I haven't uh, engaged with those things, those substances in quite a long time now. Um, and live, live, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And live my life in a, in a very uh, constructive and positive way. Um, even on the days where it feels kind of average, you know, I sit there and think to myself, well, this wasn't, this wasn't the greatest day, was it, Ra? And then I think, well, actually, seven years ago, I would have been <laughs> freebasing and, you know, causing carnage. So actually, um, you know, I, I feel like I've come a long way and, um, uh, the person that I am today is very different than the person that I was, but that person who I was is still in here. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that you get to completely disassociate from, uh, that person entirely. Um, I think if you want to be well and you work hard at it, you get the opportunity to, to kind of sand down those edges and, um, replace some of those default, um, negative feelings and they become more positive over time but it does take time it's not easy to it's not easy to be sober um it, it's beautiful I that's and quite I, powerful for you to say that yeah it's not easy and i see that um i mean i'm very lucky i feel like compared to a lot of my friends in recovery i feel like i've had it easy i haven't um what we call slipped or or, or relapsed in the time that i've been sober and clean um which isn't everybody's story and i hope it's not part of mine although you know i've seen greater at a recovered addicts than me uh slip unfortunately um but i i know at this point in time as when i was younger i felt like i was compelled to take drugs and to drink and to do these these negative things that didn't serve me in any way but felt good at the time i felt compelled to do them and now i feel like even if i was to do it it would be my choice and I don't think it was my choice back then. And even that's powerful, the, the power of choice today. Um, and all the perspective, rightly or wrongly, that I have the choice, you know, um, that's quite a powerful thing too. That, uh, uh, but yeah, I like to um, I like to use those experiences in addiction to, uh, to help people identify. That's why my music is very much based in, I mean, it's about relationships, my music and that, but it's it's also, but I consider my relationship with alcohol and drugs quite romantic. <laughs> so a, a lot of those songs sound like I'm singing about uh, romantic relationships. And in a way I kind of was, like Bottle Down was very much about, uh, uh, you know, my love affair with alcohol and, um, trip the alarm was about cheating on alcohol with drugs like i didn't it, it's all there it's all there but um i think it's 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 nice for people to be able to identify and when i get people commenting to me about how they felt i was able to articulate or put into words part of their experience that's what you live for i think as a creative person as an artist um well you know I was going to add, we already have questions in the chat box for you, Rowdy. You're quite popular, so I'm super <laughs> excited 
Um, so Chris wants to know even more deeper. When did you realize you were that person that needed to change? Ah, that's a good question. Thanks for the question, Chris. Uh, so there was, and here's the thing. I, I, I feel like in life, we don't have one singular moment. Um, I believe we have moments all the time. And the difference is whether you seize those moments. So I woke up one particular morning, it was Sunday, I know this, it was Sunday the 22nd of uh, June, 2014. And I copped a glance of myself in the mirror. And for the first time ever, it was like an out of body experience. And you often hear people mm -hmm. describe it like that, who have, who have driven themselves to the point of breaking point, right? And I looked, I caught myself in the mirror and I thought, I don't know who you are. I have no idea who you are. And I didn't think, oh, well, the answer must be sobriety. That, that wasn't it. But I did think if you don't do something drastic today, then you might not make it till tomorrow. And that, that felt scary. I truthfully up until that point hadn't really cared much if I had died. I thought there was something kind of rock starish about kind of going out in flames, which is what I thought I was doing. Um, but as I mentioned, that was one day out of hundreds, probably over the past uh, 15 years of that, of my journey at that point, where I could have, I, I felt similarly felt like, oh, this isn't right. But I just thought, ah, oh, you know, whatever, or it goes away. You feel terrible and you feel anxious and you feel like life's not good. And then you make it through the day and you wake up the next day and it doesn't feel as bad. And so you think, oh, maybe I was just overreacting. Um, so, yeah, I think any motivation is motivation enough. It's like when people go to the gym, you don't need to, to have gotten to, to, you know, really unhealthy to go, do you know what? I want to make a, a positive change in my world and I want to start working out and exercising and eating better. Um, in the same way, I think is exactly the same for your mental health. You don't need to be, you know, beaten down by panic attacks daily and have suicidal thoughts like I did in order to go, do you know what? This is not, this is not what I wanted. This is not fun. This is not helpful. Um, I want, I want better for myself. Um, yeah. But it's hard to know that because we don't really have that language. Maybe we do okay. now. We, we talk a lot about mental health, but when you're in it, one of the side effects is that you always kind of feel like you're alone and that nobody could possibly understand. Um, but I think we internally as people know what feels healthy and right and what feels destructive. So if what you're feeling is destructive, please understand that there are people out there who can help you get on the path to be better and more well. Yeah. And what sort of demons do you think you were dealing with that started this whole path? Marianne was at, wanted to know a little bit more about that. Okay, thanks, Marianne. Um, uh, I can trace it back to um, feeling, uh, I, I, well, I've always felt like an outsider. I don't think that's uncommon as an, as an addict. We typically do. But it actually, you know, I didn't come from a, a, a bad background. In fact, I grew up in a, in a, in a beautiful home, two loving parents. So, and my brother and sister comparatively don't suffer with what I suffer from. So my, my idea that you had to have had experienced intense trauma is incorrect, but I, I, I such a huge misconception. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also why I think a lot of what I would call middle-class people think that there's no way, like I did, I thought there's no way I could be an alcoholic or an addict. Are you kidding me? I'm too young. I'm too, I'm too, um, good looking. I'm too, <laughs> I've got a job, you know, it, this is, this is impossible. Um, that's important because kids feel that today in high school yeah. at a young age, mm -hmm. you were that age. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Trying very hard to make it look like I had all my shit together. When I <laughs> um, uh, but tracing it back, what do I think it was? I, I, I think anybody who feels disconnected from who they are, and I don't know what came first, the disconnection or my realization that I looked very different to the rest of my family. But in either case, it was somewhere in that part. Um, so I'm uh, of mixed heritage. I'm very proudly Maori. I'm also Caucasian, New Zealand, European. And um, I'm the brown one in my family. So my mum is also Maori, although I look more, typically look more Maori than she does. I have a twin brother who's white with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh my uh, he looks like my older sister. They look like my dad. And in the family photos, I look different. And when, when I met kids or adults when I was a kid, it was always made a point that I looked different. And I think as a kid, although I don't think people meant anything by it, because it is quite unusual to see, you know, one vanilla, one vanilla, one caramel twin standing in front of you. It's not, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. But to repeatedly be exposed to the idea that you are different. And I was the one who looked different too. I think when you're young and you don't have the emotional language, you internalize in, uh, different as being bad or less than. And I kind of fostered that mentality through everything else by the way that I liked to, to uh, look at words and stuff. And I, I, I was into things that maybe other people weren't. I was also great, uh, greatly into fantasy. As a kid, I liked to read. I liked to pretend I was a Power Ranger, which is fun at six. It's not so, not so normal at 10, you know. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that was the genesis. Yeah. And I think what I heard you say basically really is that because you felt different, you also felt that you as a person weren't valued for what you could offer. And so that value, when you're devalued in that way, then, you know, you're kind of punched down, 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 and you just get stomped mm -hmm. into the ground. At least that's how you feel. And all of us have been there at certain times. It's how as as we are talking about mental health awareness it's how we deal with our realities and you made some really good points about seizing the moment and that those moments occur so often in our lives and yeah. when we are able to seize those moments and it is the reality that day what we're able to do and i'm so glad rowdy that you were able to seize the moment early on before you became where you just couldn't turn back because your body was in peril and couldn't be healed. Your body can heal. Your mind can heal <laughs> and you're healing others. And that's what, yeah. what is so wonderful and remarkable. And, and your value is, is so important to me and to the listeners and to the people that you do meet. So Thank you so much for, 
for all of that. And are there, and so Christopher, thank you again for helping me with trying to see all of these questions. And oh, no, you got it. Yeah. So let's go to Christopher for a little bit and kind of hear about a little bit of your journey and you're an educator as I am. And so we have a lot in common in that respect, but there are some things that uh, occurred in your lifetime that certainly put you in a path for mental health issues or could have been and lucky that mm. you were able to find a way to, as Rowdy said, you seized that moment. Rowdy, you come up with all sorts of things. It's just so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So even though we hear those all the time, seize the moment, we don't think about exactly. it. And Rowdy put a really good perspective on seize the moment. Okay. So Christopher. Hot seat. So my journey was a little different. Um, my family's from West Africa, the Cavert Islands. Um, so as a child, uh, being in school with language barrier, I was constantly pulled out of class for speech therapy. And they saw it as something that they were going to help me just be a little bit more comfortable in speaking to my peers and interacting with my teachers. Um, however, I felt completely opposite. I felt that they were taking me out of my environment. And when I came back to my classroom, I just felt even more uncomfortable because I was out of the classroom more than I was in. So that just formed a wall um, around me communicating my feelings and my thoughts. Um, and that's when I turned to writing. And I just started writing words of just what I was feeling and I kept it to myself for so long. Um, and then those words evolved into poetry. And I remember being in my guidance counselor's office and she was like, these are really good. You need to you know, submit them for contests and um, different essay contests as well. And I started winning first place and I was like, why are people liking what I'm writing? Good. <laughs> it's like, these are just my, my experiences. And that little by little evolved into placing lyrics onto music. Um, and I became a songwriter for quite some time writing for other people. Um, so I was just impressed with Rowdy. Other than your love for 90s music, which that instantly... I was automatically a fan because I was right there with you with Mariah, Monica, yeah. Brandy, yeah. listening yeah. to all of the, like the biggest influences <laughs> in my life were nineties R and B completely. So I was like, Oh, well, he is pretty cool. He likes nineties R and B. Okay. Um, but I, my question from my experience to you is that it took me such a long time to be comfortable in allowing people to hear my lyrics because my lyrics were spoken through other artists. So I was completely fine mm -hmm. writing my experiences and giving it to someone else to sing because they didn't know that that was my experience. In their eyes, it came from someone else. But you went straight into being an artist. So how are you able to expose everyone to your life and talk to us a little bit about that journey and letting everyone into your lyrics. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting question. I, um, 
So the only other experience I had before the Lost Boy album, which is my first album, I done a, a, a collaboration hip hop EP with uh, my friend uh, Frederick, who co yeah. yeah, yeah, who co-executive produced the album, and it was very different. It was very like party hip hop, and it was fun. I was newly sober at the time we made that record, and I think um, as much as we were starting to work on Lost Boy at that time. I felt like I, ne I I think I needed to make something that had less stakes in it. I needed to have songs that weren't particularly um, uh, deep. They were just fun. Yeah, I just needed fun. I had spent 27 years so wound up that I needed to just kind of, before I could even get to that stuff, just breathe a little bit. And we did that with those records, which to me is still fun. I really enjoy those records, but for different reasons than I enjoy Lost Boy. Um, and I think once that was done and I was out there performing, we did a lot of gigs with that DTF record. And I think as a result, I became more confident in who I was on stage. Certainly learned how to perform on stage without a drink. I'd never done that before. <laughs> and so seeing people's reactions and interactions um uh gave me i think built my confidence up but i think also by the time lost boy was released i was what five close to five years sober and i don't know maybe it was maybe it was confidence or just blind delusion but i felt like um uh i i wasn't scared anymore that people would not like it uh, i i also knew that it would probably have quite a niche audience because not everybody can relate to being an addict i tried to make the, the themes universal but i can't they are deeply personal so to me the average person who doesn't struggle with mental health issues is probably less inclined to like it and to me that's okay because what it meant is that i was finding the people who deeply related to it than to have people who were superficially attracted to the sound of it if that makes sense um, Completely. Wow. And you know, there's a song on it called Voices, which is about as vulnerable as you can probably get. I'm, I have an outright argument slash confrontation with the voices in my head. And uh, the first couple of times I, 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 I let people listen to it, I realized I realized a couple of things that not everybody struggles with that I struggle with. And uh, and, and therefore I was going to have a niche audience, perhaps for songs like Voices. But it was also therapy for me, you know, yeah. whether people responded to it positively or not, getting it out was probably the, the purpose of it. And now people come to me and say, I really understand where you're coming from and that. And I, you don't always get that. So, yeah, it felt like the, the risk of being rejected, which I think is ultimately what plays at the base of who I am in all of my actions and something that I was very fearful of when I was younger and an active addiction. I'm not as scared about it anymore. I don't mind people rejecting me. It really doesn't bother me. If people don't like me, oh well. I, I got plenty of people <laughs> who do. I'm good. I'm good. And that is such a great place to be in your life. And it took me a long time actually. And I'm not 34, I'm 35. But anyway, um, so uh, yes, thirty-five. <laughs> it took me a long time to get there, uh, where I could just, you know, start brushing things off, and and. But that's a good place to be because then you are able to move forward with 
again, you know, with your own mental well-being, your own reality and say, hey, you know, I will do what I can. And there's a phrase that comes from the 1800s. My mother raised us with it. I pass this way but once. And if I can do something good, then I'm going to. And that's all we have is one time. We have one shot at this and that's it. And so we're going to do the best that we can. And you, Rowdy, are doing that. And Christopher, you are as well. And Christopher, I want to ask you kind of the same question that you just asked Rowdy. So you are felt, I know through our conversations, you definitely felt much more vulnerable with getting your music out there and in a place where you were comfortable sharing your lyrics with all of us. And so if you want to kind of talk about that, but also you had that, the song Runaway. And Mm -hmm. you really felt, well, I'll let you talk about Runaway because that was a big one for you. Oh yeah, that was, um, that was my first official song. And I actually, when I wrote it, um, it wasn't intended for me. I had a song because I'm sure Rowdy, you know, you have that one song where you feel like it's so great, but you just can't release it yet. And I wasn't sure, I I mean, I was writing for so many artists, but I was not um, comfortable yet giving it to just anyone because I said, whoever takes this has to do it justice. And this is before I became an artist. Um, And then I was challenged by one of my artists that I was giving some direction to. I was telling him, you know, which songs he should release, um, which video he should go with. And he told, he asked me, very bluntly, well, what do you know? You've never been an artist before. And I didn't have any response. I always feel like I'm I'm right. In that moment, I was like, you are completely right. And I'm wrong <laughs> because I've never been an artist. So I told myself, it all started with me doing this um, research project of me becoming an artist and learning so I could become a stronger songwriter. Um, And then when I heard Runaway, I said, let me record this and see how I feel singing it. And that, me being in the studio and recording that song was such an emotional path for me. And then releasing that song um, and hearing everyone in the audience sing it, from that moment, I was like, okay, this is is for me. This is what I want. and going deeper into the song Runaway, I wrote it based off of uh, my experiences, but I wrote it in a way that targets everyday things that everyone is going through. Um, your battle with sexuality, battles with religion and being accepted for your religion and self-confidence. So in the video, I have all of my friends and all of my family members and their experiences that we've gone through. My mother is actually playing <laughs> a mother in the video um, and her battle with accepting her son who comes out as gay in the music video. And I was behind the scenes in that music video, quite emotional because when she was talking to the, the stars on the set, she was yelling my name. Oh. And even though they, they were not me, she was, channeling that experience and then when we got back together we were just so emotional about that so that song really started um the healing for me and as we're talking about lyrics being a healing moment for mental health that showed me like wow look at what i've done with this song beyond just me 
we have like my cousin, my sister, my best friends, my mom, they were all in that set and we all reflected on our lives. So I was like, I want to keep doing this. And that's so awesome. So awesome. And you both really have uh, taglines, if you will. Well, Christopher definitely has a a tagline, a uh, mental health awareness tagline, be the reason, which is incredibly, incredibly um, uh, reflective for people to think about, you know, be the reason, be the reason for what, for, for <laughs> anything and for whomever, you know, and that's fabulous. And then Rowdy, I know you don't have an, you kind of have an official one, Lost Boy. That is your tagline, but you have a theme song. And your yeah. theme song is Trippin' the Alarm, which yeah. I love, Trippin' the Alarm. And that's one of our, I think last year during, well, right before, right, oh my gosh, this is May. So last year, right before we shut down, that was pretty much our last hip hop song was Trippin' the Alarm, I think that we danced to in my class, in my dance class. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> I think it was, if you if you can remember back then. Yeah, true. But that's yeah. your theme song, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think to some, to some degree, all of the songs we write, and Chris will probably back me up on this, every song that we write is, a, is an extension of ourselves. Well, at least for me, I'm not very good at writing for other people. Christopher's probably much better than I am because I can't, I, I find I, I'm too I'm too me when I write songs. Uh, the, the the lyrics that I choose, the cadence is all so in, innate to me that I would have to really put myself into the shoes of somebody else to write songs for other people. Um, but to that extent, I guess all my songs are somewhat somewhat thematic for me. But Trip the Alarm, I think, is just the antithesis, and I think the reason why is I wrote Trip the Alarm about five or six years before I even. <laughs> this is what makes me laugh, right? So I got that day that I woke up, I, I, I decided I was not going to drink or use drugs for a little bit. And then I wound up in um, recovery in a 12-step program. Nobody, I tell you, nobody was more surprised to wind up in recovery than I was. I was so surprised that I had um, addiction issues. And yet I'd written Trip the Alarm probably five or six years before then, which wow. is blatantly blatantly <laughs> addictive right mm -hmm. um but i think when you write whether you're a journaler or whether you write poetry or whatever it is if you're a creative person you're you're trying to expel certain parts of yourself or reconcile maybe is a better word reconcile parts of yourself that perhaps don't make a lot of sense to you and so it's not surprising to me that we find um those things that we really want to say but maybe are just too scary to say out loud in a conversation we find ways to circumvent that by by putting it into Put music it in or <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you get it you get it yes so i'm going to be the the oddball because my personal favorite is how i got over and i just oh, feel yeah. like that's everything from like your harmonies and your vulnerability with your vocals um i love that song it the lyrics are so blunt and even though I didn't have um, a struggle with addiction, it, I still related to it in a way, in a different sense. So how was it writing that song? Ooh, How I Got Over. I also really like How I Got Over. I think for most people who are like casual listeners 
And to me, it's one of the more R&B poppy ones. And I grew up with R&B, 90s R&B, all those three uh, women you referred to earlier who are all queens who I adore and follow their entire careers, plus Usher, Boys to Men, Blackstreet, the whole, the whole thing. But one of my uh, criticisms for me about R&B when I was growing up at least, was that the lyrics and the words could be a bit soppy. You know, when I heard boys to men going, I'm down on bended knee, like part of me goes, these vocals are crazy good and these yes. dudes are super talented. <laughs> but the other side of me would go, dude, get up off your knees for goodness sake. Like, <laughs> what, are you what are you doing? Oh, yeah. um, and part of it be is because I've always been, I think at that age was not just cynical, but I think afraid of love in the way that mm. people in R&B talk about and sing about so for me it was like oof um but that was actually how i got over is based on a, my the end of my first proper relationship and we reconnected a few years later and and she said to me um she didn't actually ask how i got over i kind of took some creative license but the comment was something <laughs> to the effect of you looked after the breakup you looked like you were fine you looked like you handled it just fine and in my head i thought well Yes, lady, because there's no way in hell that I would ever let you see that I was a mess. No way was, was I going to let you have the satisfaction of seeing what you did to me, yeah. you know? Oh. And now you want to sit here asking how I got over? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and that, that happens to, that definitely is something that is true for everybody. And, and so we have more questions, but I want to get the audience involved in a task because you both have these great tasks that have to do with things that you do with your own recovery and healing and something so simple that that we can all do sitting here so uh, christopher i'm gonna let you start and then rowdy you're gonna come on in so all right so uh we're ready all right guys for your learning touch i feel like i'm back in the classroom <laughs> <laughs> um we are going to do a special task so where I want everyone to think of where you are in your life currently, and it could be the good, the bad, the beautiful. If you could write your own title of your life, a song title of your life, what would you title it? If you are having trouble titling your song of your life, you could also choose a song title from like your favorite song. For example, right now, mine would be Don't Stop Believing. So we want to know, get as creative as possible. You get extra points if you create your own. <laughs> what title would be your life right now? And you could plug it into the chat box. And are we also emailing it to you, Catherine? uh no well they oh yes the people that don't have accounts because there are a lot that are uh live right now but they don't have accounts so they can't write it in the chat box you can certainly email it to me katherine at yourpositiveimprint.com and i will share it on the next podcast episode on this podcast episode when it goes out tomorrow uh first name i'll just share your first name and so yes so you can email those to me and then the rest of you that are here that do have an account where you have a chat box you can write it in the chat box if you'd like to share absolutely so okay so a title that where we feel say that one more time uh, wherever you are in your life right now and Catherine you have to do this too 
Okay, you I have, have to come up with a song title that describes where you are with your life right now. Okay, so we'll take a few minutes. Or not a few minutes, we'll take a few seconds. <laughs> um. And as you guys are, are doing that, Rowdy, we have another question for you. Which color Power Ranger do you prefer? <laughs> okay, this is super easy for me because I didn't want to be just any Power Ranger. I wanted to be the Black Power Ranger. Yes. Um, and the guy who played the Black Power Ranger, was, so the Power Ranger in the original series was Zach, played by Zach. Walter Jones. Mm -hmm. Correct. And he was, for me, the coolest Power Ranger. Not only could he kick your ass, he could also break dance and he was just cool. Like, and I went into a predominantly white school. So everybody wanted to, all the boys wanted to be Jason, which was the Red Power Ranger. No disrespect to Jason. He's, he's all good, right? Mm -hmm. But Zach was so much cooler. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. I wanted to be Tommy. Tommy was my personal favorite. Yeah. Tommy was pretty cool. Yeah. He was pretty cool. Yeah, two colors. Who else had that? <laughs> All right, so we have some amazing song titles coming in. GNR says, One Day at a Time. I completely hear you on that one. Mm -hmm. Being an assistant principal for over 900 elementary students, we have to take life one day at a time. So I'm right there with you. Um, Carol says, My title would be Set the World on Fire. Ooh! Oh, yeah. Good song. I hope you're, you know, good intentions with that fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm 50-50 on that one. But, yes. Chris says, one step in 1%. So we need to get you a charger to get that 1% to 100. Um, but awesome one, one step. Glenn and Mary. For Mary, she says, what a wonderful life. Awesome. And each day with joy beautiful titles yes and i i will check the email so mine um distracted but on track <laughs> so powerful I, yeah well i as people know well people actually don't know but i've had this eye issue going on that i can't mm -hmm. see with my read well with my left eye and so i'm very distracted but i'm on track yeah. Yes. Uh, and so that's why, and I'm so thrilled that you're here to help me read these questions. Uh, <laughs> I, I got your I'm, back. Yeah, thank you. But I can read this one here because it's, for whatever reason, this one came out big. Uh, Glenn and Mary say to both of you, is your understanding of what feels, is your understanding of what feels right, that difference that keeps you from slipping backwards? Mm. Do you want to go first, Chris? <laughs> so I'm relating it to what you said earlier in the segment where, you know, we all have a part of ourselves that even though those negative traits that you had that never goes away. Um, so when you said that, I connected it to um, that old part of me reminds me constantly of the better person I want to be tomorrow. So right now I feel right because I think back to where I was and how I felt 
and continuously push myself to not be that person anymore. So I hope that answers your question. Um, But I remember when Rowdy, you said that earlier, I was like, wow, that's completely me. Um, And I connected with that. We also have Sarah who says that her husband's theme song is staying alive. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And then for Sarah, it's keep trucking. Um, love it, love it, love it. Karen says, finally together. Oh, um, great. Beautiful. And then Glenn says, so much wood and so little time. <laughs> <laughs> These that are great. What a it... really different direction. <laughs> so, Christopher, with this task, and then we're going to go to Rowdy's task. With this task, I think I want to remember this task every day. Because I know that my title is going to be different during different times of the day. And that I think is really important for that moment, that very special moment of seizing yeah. that moment. So, yeah, this is a great task. So as, as more come Love in, it. we'll see those and then we'll check for questions. So, Rowdy, your task. Sure. So I wanted to do something um a little bit more related to the way that I work with characters or when I write characters. Um, and I, uh, I feel like it's important for me as a writer to remember, or certainly when I was writing Lost Boy, uh, the temptation at the beginning, because I'd never written a book before, was to plot out some action lines and then drag the characters across the scenes, right? <laughs> And you, f- I kind of forget that even though I was writing a story about a 16-year-old, you jump into a story at the point of which somebody's 16 and therefore they already have 16 years of wants and needs and likes and dislikes and loves and hates and all those sorts of things. And it's important to know who your characters are, not just for your hero character, and the hero character is what we call the main character or protagonist, uh, in, in in the story of our own lives, we're always the hero, right? We're always the hero, and we sometimes paint people that we find contentious or adversarial as the villain. And I know I did. Anyone <laughs> in authority, back when I was oh, younger, yeah. Were you sure? that, that, it, it wasn't enough for me to dislike them. They had to be the villain, you know? And then I would find things that they would do or say that would go, oh, see, I was right. Look how villainous they are. Look at them, <laughs> you know. The, 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 what can I do to end this this terrible person's reign, whether that was at the office or in a relationship or at the club or whatever it was. And um, part of the journey of recovery is trying to understand that people are uh, complex and not always right, but it doesn't mean that they are necessarily bad people. And um, this is a very long-winded way to introduce a task, isn't it? Goodness me, <laughs> I'll, work, I'll, I'll work on it. Um, what the task that I wanted to introduce today, it's it's important for me to remember that people are, you know, people. So when I'm in a when I'm having friction with somebody, I try to um, place myself in their shoes and try to understand where they might be coming from. And to that end, there's always things that I don't know about people that is helping to inform the conversation or the argument that I'm in with, that I'm in with them at this moment in time. To try and um, humanize them, what I like to do is understand something about them. And so 
today, the task that I would like to put forth to you is for you to reveal to us in the chat box, or if you want to send an email, something about you that nobody else knows for two reasons. One, I think when you get to learn something about someone that they don't know already, it helps to uh, bond you to that person, right? And I, I consider this a safe environment. So if there's something you've been wanting to get off your chest, this might help you because I think it's important to get these things off our chest if they're sitting on us. Um, but it's a safe environment. This is all supportive and you don't have to put your, you know, your name to it if you prefer to use a pseudonym. Um, but I, I also think, yeah, it's a, it's a good way for us to yeah, bond, humanize each other and um, find out something interesting. I do this with my villains in my stories. When I find them getting too villainous, I try to think of what might have happened in their life that I'd find interesting. What candy they like? Why do they like that candy? What was their childhood like? What school did they hate? What subject did they hate at school? Find ways to just um, connect them to humanity. Um, uh, I like what... this. And sorry, I mean to cut you off. Finish your, your thought, Rowdy. No, I think I've thought long and hard enough. So let's, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, reveal to us something about yourself that nobody else knows. I think the this is really, really a good task because this is, as you mentioned, getting it off of your chest. I think it's a good way for uh, mental healing of something, as you said, that might have been hanging on us for a while and people didn't know that it was hanging over us or something that you are learning about somebody because they were too afraid to bring it out. But yeah, I've, I've never, ever thought about this task, ever. So, huh, well, and, and while people are thinking, there's a question here. So, uh, Marianne, if I can read that, would you, let's see, would you like, can you read, please, let's see, I'm trying to read it. Can you read that for me, Chris, please? <laughs> um, would you each, is this the one, recite a bit of your yeah, lyrics of you. one of your songs? Ooh. So, for this one... Um, I feel like Rowdy, and you could attest to this, there's always that one song where, you know, you sit back and say, wow, I wrote that. What, which song of yours did that for you? And I'll think of mine and give us like a few lyrics from there that really resonated with you. Sure. And, and actually, that's what put you on the spot. In terms of even the task that I just put forth to everybody, I think Voices was the one that probably surprised me the most because of how quickly it came out of me, but also just how, um, uh, well, you'll see, cause I'll recite a few of the lines. So it starts, um, they was the best kept secret as a little kid. I guess I was different, hella weird and diffident. All I wanted was my silence. And as a consequence, I didn't think nothing of it, non-cognizant. And so what I'm talking about here is, uh, um, talking about the fact that as I grew up, I had these voices in my head that seemed kind of uh, benign. They seemed okay. Uh, they seemed to be helpful, um, but that was the point. And as I would get older, they would um, become increasingly <laughs> less benign and uh, more violent. So yeah, I think that's probably what I would choose. 
And I know that was a tough one for you to release because um, your mom wasn't so happy about yeah. it. Right? it <laughs> uncomfortable for her to hear, which is always hard. And I always have um, those feelings because, you know, I when I was a teacher before I was promoted, um, I was really apprehensive about releasing music because my students are like my biggest fans. They're always searching they for my new songs and my new releases. And I'm like, you know, some of them I'm cursing in and I'm like very nervous about them hearing that side, but they're so supportive anyways. And it probably heard worse. Um, <laughs> but on my new album, I have, which is completely was my first album. It has been done for for some time, but I've been apprehensive about releasing it just because um, I don't want to hurt anyone with my words and my experiences. And I, it's always that, you know, that feeling of, oh my gosh, am I ready to expose everyone to what I've gone through? And, um, but then you realize, okay, no, I, I want to show everyone that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I have a song called Just a Little Bit. And it talks about loving someone so much, even though that love is not reciprocated. And you're willing to give them all your love, even if they make it up and only give you a small portion of them. So the lyrics say, um, I know that I love you more than you can realize but I could live with real lies just for you to say that you were mine. Um, wow. And yeah. then I'll, I'll settle for what you can give. I'll give you my all and all that I want is just a little bit. So it's basically like, I don't care if, if you don't love me, just be, just be in the presence of, of, of right now, just so I could feel like you're mine, even though it's a lie. Wow. So that song, not released yet, but I'm excited for everyone to hear that. It gives me goosebumps, all of this. And, it, and you're it tripping. Gave me it did. Too. It did. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I'll send it to you guys first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rowdy, it's R&B, so you will love it. <laughs> oh, sure. So, for sure. Yeah. And wow. So there's so much that, that has been happening in this in this short time, and we're almost to an hour. I cannot believe it. And we have more questions here. And uh, so we have anyway. some people who have listed their, um, they've done Rowdy's task. So going back to Karen, um, she says that she's insecure. That's something that not a lot of people um, know about her. So we're definitely sending you some positive thoughts and some love and know that you are a badass. excuse my language. Um, <laughs> you got this, Karen. And then Carol says, I used to hitchhike, which is, <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, yeah, then, wow. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and then going back to, uh, we have the Mix Live. My people absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for always being such a support. They listed their song, Making the Best of It, which I feel like is important for us to continue um, to keep in mind when doing that. But thank you guys for being so vulnerable and sharing what you guys um, personally go through yes. and something that other people may not know about you. Yeah. Catherine, tell us something so that for everyone may not know. So people don't know what I've been going through with this eye situation, mm -hmm. really. And 
uh, I had an incident, I won't go through it, but it's, it's behind the eye and I'm getting cortisone shots for it to get inflammation down because I can't see. And it's, but one of wow. the things that, that, um, people don't know is how fearful I was when I read something that when people start to lose and I'm not losing my blindness, at least I hope I'm not, I'm hoping the court, I'm just hoping. So there's hope. Well, we just have to wait and see. I'm hoping, but um, it, before I knew what was happening, my fear was something I read, and it was that the number one suicide reason for people over forty was blindness, oh. and um, so I don't know if that's true or if it was just what I was reading. You know how the internet is; you read all this mm -hmm. stuff, and it's like it goes to your head. Rabbit hole. Yes, and of yes, and so you know you have to not do that. And my doctor told me, my eye doctor said, "Do not read that stuff because mm -hmm. we're I am working with your eye. We are doing cortisone shots, and I go in tomorrow, and I'm hoping he's going to have good news. So, but um, if not, then you know I've got support, and this other yes, eye works. I just have to get a a different set of glasses so I can read. But anyway, so that's that's my thing. And and that people don't know that I read something like that and it went to my head like, oh God, what if that's me? But it wouldn't yeah. be me because that's not that's not who I am. But you feel yeah. scared. You know, your fear is so high at that overwhelming. Point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you don't know uh you you don't when you can't control something then your fear just goes abounds and hops all over the place. So that's mine. Um, Thank you so, for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you two, I absolutely am so thrilled that I met you two over a year ago. And <laughs> uh, we've had so much to talk about through the year. We've kept in touch and I just love our friendship so much. And I love what you're offering and bringing with regard to healing and recovery to uh, people in New Zealand and of course on my podcast, which is worldwide. And, and I'm just so thankful. So we want, I have merchandise giveaways and I want to mm. tell you how to do that. Yeah. It's, they're, they're, they're great. So, uh, but is there anything else that's in the chat box that. A lot, lots of love coming to you they just i love you cat oh that's so sweet thank you that's awesome so all right uh so last inspired well first we'll do last inspiring words at the end because that's the most exciting and i'll just go to the merchandise giveaway so first of all be known that i know there's a lot of people that are listening now that don't have accounts and because i've been receiving i emails and texts that they don't have accounts, but you can, and they're watching. So you are not excluded from merchandise giveaways. You just will be doing it differently. So for the show, the live show, those that are able to write in the chat box, there are merchandise giveaways. So the merchandise giveaways today are, the first one is a coffee mug, and I will show you pictures in a bit, but coffee mug with your positive imprint logo, and you get a choice of either rise to the challenge or what's your PI. So, uh, which I shouldn't have, yeah, anyway. So <laughs> the question is, what is 
the theme song that Chris Knoll wrote for the podcast. And the first one to write it into the chat box will win the coffee mug. So what is the theme song that Chris Knoll wrote, composed for this podcast? And we'll see if anybody can remember it. So, uh, and so for the second one, which is a, uh, I have to find my notes here. Oh yes, it was a tote bag. And it has, I passed this way but once, uh, printed on it with my logo and so on. And so my question is what, I have two taglines, put in the chat box one of my taglines. And so the first one, so we don't have anybody that remembers the theme song that Chris Knoll wrote. <laughs> I think I can, I would be able to win half of a coffee mug at this point. Okay. Help <laughs> the audience out. What is half of it? The first, I, I've got, I think I've got the first word. Go for it. <laughs> elevated, right? Elevated. That's half of it. Yeah. Elevated. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you go. So uh, Karen says rise to the challenge. That is one of my taglines. So she wins a tote bag and oh, she wrote in both. She wrote in both. What's your PIN rise to the challenge? So she wins a tote bag. And so uh, the song, so we're just still waiting for the theme song. So I'll let people ponder over that while I go to show you the website for the outside of the live show. Everybody will be doing... Oh, we have a winner, Ooh, Sarah. Sarah. Elevated intentions. Intentions, <laughs> yes. And she will win a tote bag. So then for the big, not the big, because they're all big, wonderful merchandise, but this has to do with the show today. So I just have to share my screen and show you, and then I will tell you how you can, oops, I don't want to mess that up. So I have to go in and... Bear with me for a second while I read these up here. It's there now? Okay. So yes. I can't see once I start sharing. All right. So here is my new shop, and I'm going to show you the two prizes that I'm going to be giving away via my website. I am really excited about it. So we'll Yay, start Emma. with this one. So this is a hoodie, and on the back of it, it has... One of Christopher Marciano's quotes. Christopher, yeah. what does it say? It says, I sing my pain, I sing my happiness. And this is Christopher Marciano, episode 83. I'm so excited to be sharing these on shirts to share the world with these wonderful, wonderful. And then on the front, rise to the challenge. What's your PI? So I'm super excited about that. And so the other is... Rowdies. And so on the back of his, there, Rowdy. Unlock your potential. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so enthusiastic. Yeah. So, on, and this is just, I, I thought of this idea and just thought it would be so much fun to be able to share 
what people are saying. So, because people can't always remember what you're saying uh, from the podcast. And so I thought it would be really fun. And I get emails from people. Can you please help me find the quote that so-and-so said? And so I will send them the information. So I just think it's something that is, for me, exciting. Uh, so, all right. So now let me come back to... So, Catherine, I know we're doing giveaways um, for these two items, but if anyone else would like to purchase an item, where can they go in order to get Oh, host, thank you. (laughs) So you can purchase a Rowdy shirt (laughs) or a a Christopher Marciano shirt or any of the Your Positive Imprint merchandise. Right now I have, in quotes, uh, justice, uh, Justice for Nature, and I have... I, I passed this way but once, and I'll get more in there. So some great quotes. And so yourpositiveimprint.com, my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and then just the shop. And it'll take you directly to the shop. You can pay with Apple Pay and everything else. And, and it, yeah, and they're, they're really, it, it's just something fun to do and to share with the world the goodness and the positivity that these people, my guests who are on the show, because it's not about me, it's about them. It's about you. Beautiful. And And I also dropped it into the chat if you guys would like to save it and show your support. Yeah, so thank you for that. And so the way to enter the contest for the two, for a hoodie, is you'll go and answer two questions that are on my website, which I will post after this live show. And you will email me. You can either email me directly because you already know my email or you can email me using the form on the website with the two answers. And you have to have both answers correct. And then the email names will be put into a pot, into a hat, whatever. And then uh, it will be drawn. And the winner will be uh, named during the episode on June. I think the date is June 7th. June 7th, yes, during that episode, the winner will be named, first name, and then uh, deadline is June 2nd. So you have to listen to the episode, this episode, in order to have the answers to the questions. (laughs) So, which my two guests have helped me come up with. Yeah, Rowdy, did you look like you were ready to say something, but no. No, okay. Just just engaged He just really wants to win it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to win yeah so and then uh, i am just so thrilled to have had everybody here and those of you that were signed in and those of you who were not signed in but have joined us i thank you so so very much and we're going to close with our inspiring words from our guests so christopher why don't you go first and then we will end with rowdy james So Christopher Marciano and of MarcianoMusic.com. Thank you guys so much for not only supporting um, your positive imprint, but also supporting my music. Uh, Through this battle of mental health, I have released a special line called Reason by Christopher Marciano. And I have created my own merchandise, hence the Reason hat. Um, Also some hoodies, trying to center it be the reason and what i've done um something many people don't know about me is i almost gave up on music 
And I found myself comparing, you know, my numbers to other people's numbers and seeing they have way more followers than I do. So I wasn't so sure about myself when it came to music. And I found a reason to keep pushing. My family and my friends became that reason for me. So I wanted to do something special for them. And I created a reason shirt, a reason line to thank them for being my reason. And then that's when I saw I want to do a lot more than it just be about me. I want others to go out there and be a reason for someone else to push through and um, get over this mental health battle that they may be going through. Um, so that's where Reason was created. And not only for others to join the movement and be a reason for someone else, but to be your own reason. Remind yourself that you are capable of getting through what you're going through. Um, every year in May, Mental Health Awareness Month, we donate 10% of our proceeds to one of the leading five charities um, that are involved in mental health. You guys could go to reasonbycm.com to check out where we're donating to and to get some of that merchandise. I'll plug it into the chat box as well. But my biggest words to you all, allow our testament, the three of us and what we've gone through and the success that we um, have endured and let your fears build strengths for others. So I let my fear of music and um, I let my fear of everyone judging me for my words uh, become strengths for others because my words were helping others heal. So let your fears build other strength. And that is it. Thank you guys so much for having me and letting me co-host today. <laughs> well, you did a great job, Christopher, a great job. And you're a great friend. And I so much appreciate you and, and all of the wisdom that you bring, not to here, but to the kids. And they absolutely love you. Hello to all of the students that will be listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Christopher Marciano. And Rowdy, Lost Boy, and so much more about you uh, that, that is out there that people can go and, and learn. Of course, RowdyJames.com, and it's here in front of them, those that, that are watching the show live. But Rowdy, R-A-W-I-R-I-J-A-M-E-S.com, and I should have done that with, with Christopher as well, Marciano Music, M-A-R-C-I-A-N-O-M-U-S-I-C.com. So, Rowdy, uh, one who has so many words of wisdom and so many quotes. I could, I could, I told Rowdy a while back that I could open a shop with just <laughs> because he has so many. And and so anyway, Rowdy, your words of wisdom. And and my lawyers have said that you are welcome to do that with a commission agreement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will will chat. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have lawyers. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and thanks. This has been this has been amazing. I knew it would be. Um, and I uh, I love um, having any conversation that helps to have a positive imprint or positive impact. You know, I feel like um, it's easy to get to get weighed down by the negative in this life. And God knows, I was one of those people. You know. Uh, 
but there is a lot of value to be had in you know sharing stories and chris it's been amazing getting to know you a little bit today um all of me is dope by the way everybody should go and stream it uh his latest song it's it's fantastic i can't wait for the album and uh we need to have uh, a conversation about r &B. literally we're to. going to say that <laughs> we'll be talking after this <laughs> um and thanks again to you catherine uh this has been a beautiful experience uh in terms of words that i can leave you with i yeah uh, no pressure i feel like um <laughs> I, I actually did a, uh, a guest spoke at a at a high school via the magic of Zoom in in Cardiff in Wales, and I had a similar thing at the end with that, like any last words of advice. And I, I, it's it's hard because I feel like when you're in the right frame of mind, nothing that anyone says can be wrong. And if you're sorry, if you're, yeah, and if you're in the wrong, if you're in a negative frame of mind, nothing people say can be right. Um, and I, I try not to put too much pressure on myself to, to to mean certain things to people. I think it's everybody's right and you know, people can take what they want and leave the rest. Um, but I would like to say to anybody out there who hasn't heard it today, that you are absolutely 100% enough. If somebody hasn't told you that today, I want you to know that because not everybody gets it, and a lot of people forget it. And it took a, a fair amount of daily having to say that through gritted teeth <laughs> and not really believing it until I started to, to believe it and for it to make sense. Um, and I don't think anybody's journey through hardship is, is smooth and without um, obstacle. Um, but that's okay, because I don't think that life is supposed to be necessarily easy um but yeah we are i believe we often give ourselves a hard time for for not being as wonderful or successful or, or attractive or whatever as we think we need to be um but right here in this moment you are enough more than enough and um you know we can take the steps to be better stronger faster smarter today and tomorrow so yeah Sending you much love from New Zealand. Aww. You're going to make me cry. Yeah, so sweet. Well, and and I love the the Māori phrase for be in good health, take care. Kia ora. So, Kia ora. I love that. I just love that. Yeah. So I thank everybody for joining us here. And of course, this episode will be uh, rerun as a regular episode on Your Positive Imprint, and it can be found at yourpositiveimprint.com or, of course, your favorite podcast platform. You both are well over 100% awesome, and I value the both of you. And this segment today on healing and recovery during Mental Health Awareness Month has been very informative and uh, very inspiring. The two of you are so inspiring, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you too. Thank you. Your positive imprint. What's your PI? Okay. It's coming back up. Hold up. <laughs>